On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Nick DiMatteo from Music Is Not A Genre. I just wanted to take a minute to talk to you about the service I use to record and distribute my podcasts. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you from experience, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Here's why. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So please take a moment out. If you are planning to create, record, and distribute podcasts, take a look at Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, I'm Nick DiMatteo, and welcome to week 212 and video episode number 38 of Music is Not a Genre. Every week I take a release from my collection, I discuss it, I give you my take on it, I throw in some other information, I try to uh, connect it to real life and to my music. Uh, if you like this podcast or my other podcast or any of my live or recorded music on this page, please take a moment to subscribe. Uh, would mean a lot to grow the family. And uh, also if, it's some, if there's something there that you think that someone else might like, please share it. Please copy and paste the link and share it and let people know what I'm doing over here. Uh, this week's topic is right over my shoulder here. It's uh, kind of staring us all in the face. It uh, is something that I have titled and subtitled because I enjoy that. Can we separate the art from the artist? Dissecting the elephant. Um, right, so... I have a pretty damn vast collection of music. I, you know, I don't just have, a, I guess, a couple hundred LPs and at least probably that many uh, 45s. Uh, look it up. If you don't want to, just look it up, all right? Uh, cassettes and another hundred or so and, and CDs, hundreds of CDs. And I've got rid of so many of them. Uh, so God knows how many I had originally. And of course, digital music in digital form and things that I listen to on Spotify and YouTube and all of that stuff. And it goes all over the place. It's all kinds of music, you know, old, new, whatever. All all styles and, and all of that. Um, I've been leafing through my LP collection, you know, every week to pick out the next thing. And for the last, I forget how many weeks I've been doing vinyl now. Um, there's been a few dozen at least, geez. Um, I have, you know, leafed right past this album. And it was really because I didn't know what to do with it, especially back a little bit. My my primary focus, um, I mean, is always the music, but really back then it was just the music. It was it was here's my take on what this music is. Here's a little some facts, maybe some other interesting things, and then how it relates to the music that I make, and that was it. Um, but when I started my 
other podcast, Music is Everything, um, things started to shift a little bit. And that's because, you know, I started to, you know, realize that this idea of music is not a genre, it's everything has two parts to it. It's the not a genre part, and it's the everything part. And the everything part really, to me, isn't just that it doesn't matter what kind of music music is. If it's good, it's good. If you love it, you love it. It's that there are ways to connect ideas and music to the to things in the rest of the world. And that's what I do primarily in my other podcast, but that kind of comes in here. So for the last several weeks or more, I've been taking uh, these, these releases and using them as jumping off points to discuss another topic, if that topic exists. Now, really, that topic might be, like I did a few weeks ago, uh, the, the general idea of house music and how it's influenced almost all music that's come since then, you know, so that's very musically focused, but, uh, it, the topic may go beyond music or maybe a little more esoteric. It'll be a little broader even. And that's the case this week. So, you know, uh, you kind of probably, uh, already know what I'm getting at here. You know, the elephant in the room, um, I wrote down, elephants are great, majestic creatures, hidden talents, etc., etc. They're not my favorite animal, but there comes a time when they need to be paid attention to. And that's really what happens here. And it's because me bringing other ideas into these conversations gave me the space to figure out what to do with this. Because there, there are a couple things here or more. One is, uh, there's no reason for me to talk about the content of this album because you probably know it. Almost everyone in the world knows it. And if you don't, you will. At some point in your life, if you're younger, if you, you know, listen to different kind of music, you will be exposed to this music. And the, you know, if you're interested, you will, you will, you will know the, the history of this person and, and, you know, child star and, and, you know, the, the kind of, uh, you know, musical changes he went through in the, you know, working with people as amazing as Quincy Jones, etc., to create something that is legendary, right? There's no reason to go over any of that in any, in any detail, I don't think. That's not why I'm here. It's not why I'm doing this podcast. Um, and then, you know, really, so then really the second thing is, what the topic of this podcast is about. It's how do we reconcile when someone has created something amazing? And this could be, you know, we're specifically speaking about music and specifically about Michael Jackson, but this could be about really any, any realm, uh, creative or intellectual, you know, or even architectural in the world that somebody creates something incredible and amazing. Um, that people love and that not just that people love, but that the, 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 you know, work itself actually evokes good feelings, evokes, uh, you know, maybe, you know, uh, higher ideals and things like that, you know, uh, that, that go beyond the, just the general goodness that any person has. And in this case, the general, maybe not so goodness in some ways, the, you know, transcends the flaws. And I think this is a question that we've all been asking ourselves for a very, very long time. I'm, you know, um, certainly in the modern era and probably before then. Uh, and that's, you know, because, and I think it's in, increased recently because, and recently, by recently, I mean the last few decades, because 
we're able to know a ton more about people than we ever were before. You know, it's, it's, it's funny to think, and this is, I'm not equating this as a flaw or anything, and just as a something that somebody wants to hide for some reason, that um, we had a president who had, a, you know, the effects of the disease that, that, you know, he was unable to really get around without a wheelchair. And there were a lot of citizens who didn't know that. They found ways to, to hide it. I, you know, you can understand from, I guess, a psychological, you know, sense why they thought that it needed to be hidden. And, you know, thankfully that, you know, doesn't happen in that way today. But if he existed today, there's no way that could have been hidden. And again, great, I think that's wonderful. But the point being, it's, it's just super easy to know everything about everyone right now. So I think this question here, of can you separate the art from the artist is being asked even more than it ever has been. And uh, I'm going to tell you, you know, right now that I don't have the answer. I don't have it for you and I don't have it for society. You know, I think that it is subjective. I think that it is um, contextual and you have to, you know, judge things on a case-by-case basis. You know, uh, we as a society do, we as individuals do. You know, you may already have your answer and your answer may be a, a you know, bar none answer. You may say, I judge every work based on the integrity of the work, no matter who created it. That may be your answer. You may have another answer, you know, which is... Uh, I am always focused on the person who created that work, whether it's a, a you know a building that was erected or a piece of music or a political speech and or a law that was passed even and if that person does not hold up the scrutiny if there's some major flaw in that person that is that is you know, in your judgment, reprehensible or in society's judgment reprehensible, then it doesn't matter the work that was created. it should be negated. Okay, that may be your answer. Well, you may be, you, your answer may be smack in the middle. And I don't mean undecided. I mean that you, again, believe that it, it depends on each person. It depends on each work. You know, like I have, a, I have a line where I'm not at all interested in listening to the works of Wagner because he was a Nazi, you know. Now, the thing is, there's some amazing music there. I've heard it. I understand why it's considered amazing, but that's a line that I can't uncross, you know? And so that's a no-go for me, you know? Yet there are uh, people who have been, uh, you know, uh, accused of other things, and it, and it may very well in many cases be completely true, uh, for whom I still have a fondness for, for their work, at, at the very least, Maybe for them, maybe in the understanding, you know, uh, perfect example is Gandhi, you know, was considered pretty not great towards women, right? There's no way in hell I'm going to negate the work that he did in the world. I'm not going to excuse what he did in his personal life. But, you know, I think that his, his, his global impact, his impact on society is separate from whatever it was he, you know, he did on his own time. Again, not excusing it and not saying that, oh, one outweighs the other so we can just, you know, brush it away. I'm just saying that 
every single person in the world contributes both good and bad, you know, does harm to the world, does good to the world. And the fact that someone does harm to the world doesn't mean that their good is also harmful. It's, it's, that's really, that's really delicate. It's very delicate because there are other people who, uh, I mean, I won't, I don't know that I will ever, you know, watch anything again that Bill Cosby has done. Let's say that, you know, and it's somebody I grew up with. I loved his cartoons, you know, the sitcom, some of the stand-up. I can't go there. All right. That's me. Um, This, I think, is even more, is even trickier because music is the kind of thing that pops up everywhere. You don't, you know, you're not walking down the street and a TV show pops up in front of your face, you know, or, or, or some philosophical idea that someone, you know, promoted in their life. But you can walk into a store and hear music that you did not choose to hear. There it is. It's there. It's in your mind. In fact, as, as infrequently as I've been in stores and things, you know, restaurants and things like that uh, during this pandemic, there's still been at least a dozen times where I've heard something from this album. Uh which says, you know, a couple of things. One is you never will never get away from it. This is not something that's going to be like, okay, we're done with them. It's swept under the rug. It's over. And, you know, and, and two is it seems as though in many ways, whether or not we know what our answer is for this, society has answered. And, you know, society has said in, in the case of, of Michael Jackson, Sad, 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 you know, but the music is still great. That's, again, I, and I do believe that is actually society's answer, society as a whole, you know. Um, and, and like I said, as individuals, we have a right and I think even a responsibility to come up with our own answers to all these things, you know. And uh, the, the other facet of this that I think needs to be mentioned is is... It's, I think, benefits society as, as, as sad as it can be and as much as it might hurt to discover something, uh, you know, negative about somebody. There is a much greater benefit to society that things are being brought out into the open because, you know, we're always uncomfortable hearing about things that we don't want to believe exist or that, that have some negative impact on anybody in the world, really. Uh, but especially on people we can identify with or have some empathy for. Um, And so we tend to be okay with things getting swept under the rug or not discussed or, you know, mitigated in some way. Oh, yeah, but that was just so-and-so. That's just how they are. Things like that. Um, Fortunately, that's, I mean, that stuff still happens, but fortunately, I think it's happening less and less as, at least as a society, we are making a greater effort to bring all this stuff out into the open and at a time where we are realizing that allowing things to continue unseen, unheard, unchecked can erode, you know, institutions, social and political institutions, can erode relationships, can erode society itself to the point where we're having trouble basic things functioning right now because of of uh you know issues that we haven't addressed that we haven't addressed enough so 
I think as hard as it might be to answer a question like this, it's way more important that this question even is even being asked because it means that we're getting closer to the truth. And the, and the truth is shitty things exist in the world and people do shitty things. And some of those some of those people who do those shitty things are shitty people. And some of those people are just people. And some are in other ways, incredibly good people, you know, and, uh, and, and that they're, you know, wow, didn't know I'd, I'd make this, you know, it, 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 there is no black and white in this issue to quote a song. And uh, that's okay too. You know, it, this answer is not supposed to be easy. I, I made this short list of people uh, in other you know realms, uh, not just music, but books, movies, comedy, sports, uh, political, social. The, you know, um, Lovecraft is a you know I've always been fascinated with. Was a racist. You know, um, I loved Mel Gibson movies. What now? You know. Uh, Louis C.K., just a way, just a different kind of comedian and, and, and one that's always resonated with me. Haven't listened to his stuff in years. Like, you know, um, people who love Tiger Woods but are put off by the, the issues that he that he had, very serious issues with women and relationships. Uh, again, mentioning Gandhi, you know, uh, so many other people. Um, the one that always stuck with me as a kid was was Ty Cobb because I was really into baseball and collected cards, et cetera, et cetera. And then I read that he was just basically a complete asshole, like in every facet of his life. And for me, a line was crossed to the point where I don't care how good of a pitcher he was, I have no interest in him anymore. And this was me as a kid, right? So even then kind of make those judgments, you know, on a case by case basis. Uh, and that's kind of what I'm throwing up here. You know, I think, I think truth in general is much more important than it's more important than comfort. I won't say much more because I think we all need a level of stability and comfort from which to operate, from which to feel the strength that we have and to feel the confidence that we have to do and say these things and to deal with, you know, heartache and, and, and other terrible things in the world. Um, but all of that stuff lasts longer and is stronger and works better and, and you know, permeates more if it is infused with the truth, uh, which is something I, you know, have always tried to do, tried to do myself, um, whether it's in my life and all of the many, you know, mistakes I've made, you know, try to own up to that or even in music where, uh, you know, Everything I write about is somehow true to, to me, you know, and that may be a truism. That may be something that's the case for, you know, almost for every artist. Really, how could it not be in many ways? But that I try to get at a truth, I guess, is what I'm saying. And the example I gave here for one of my songs is, a, is, a, is an older song um, that I actually have two versions of. And I think I, I, I uh, the link here is the newer version. It's called Your Sister. So um, I leave you to listen to that song and to the lyrics and try to understand what the context of that was and what it was, uh, uh, what truth it was I was trying to get at, um, just as an example. I uh, hope you enjoyed this discussion, as tough as it might have been. Um, do you have an answer to this question? Is, is your answer the same for everyone across the board or are there, are there people you make exceptions for? Is it case by case? 
who might those people be and why? How do you feel about Michael Jackson, about the music? Can you separate this artist from his art or anyone else? Uh, and, and why? I'd love to know why. Uh, because why? Because disgust, damn it. That's what I keep saying. The, the whole objective here for me and everything I do is music and conversation and connection. Uh, thank you for watching and listening and reading and clicking and sharing and subscribing. And I will see you next week. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.